are listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Three Beers and a Movie. We are once again at the Raven in Glasgow, and this time I'm Rich Laird as always, uh, and I'm joined by Colin McKay. And we have a third person calling. A special guest today, we are joined by Barry Neil. Who was here before, but the recording got severely fucked up. So <laughs> this is Barry's second debut. Technically second, but I think in reality it will be first when you actually hear him. Yeah. Yeah, because I think last time it was just me talking into the void. Yeah. Just not what I do at home. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, before we had a podcast, basically what I did in my life just talk out loud and hope someone responds to me at some point <laughs> <laughs> so um, what are we drinking tonight Colin what were you having um, the beer that you bought me which is called it's called All Day IPA which is a very uninspired name All Day IPA and it's brewed by Founders Founders do I think it's Scottish I think they are yeah, Scottish sounds Scottish yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice um, yeah it's alright yeah, it's, 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 it's better than Corona no <laughs> <laughs> Mexican beer like yeah, Mexican beer the, the, the thing Oh, it's just oh, no, I'm not having it. Anyway, it's nice. Going to convert you, it's not gassy enough. I've said, I was talking about this about today, I said that's what I miss about Scottish like, IPAs. They do lack a certain fizz. Yeah. Like, I don't want something that's like almost like lemonade. I don't want that, but I want something that's got a bit of bubble to it. Would it ruin it though if it was gassy? What? Would it, it probably it would. It. I think that's, 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 the, that's the style of their brew, yeah. they make it less gassy. It's not meant to be. Uh-huh. Because we can't afford gas in Scotland. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Have the English taking that as well? Possibly. Possibly. Gas. Just have the English taking all our gas and taking it for their. They've taxed the carbonation. Yes. Obviously, yeah. If we're only drinking whiskey, there's no gas in it whatsoever. Um, but no, I like this one. I'm, I quite like it. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. We may try something more fizzy later on. There's, a, there's one asking we'll try later on. What, what, what you want to try? I can't remember what it's called, but I'll Okay, that's, that'll be interesting. Fine. Hold on that. I can't remember what it's called, but what you hold on that one? <laughs> the cheapest one on the menu, so. <laughs> the one I can afford. PRM, please. Okay. <laughs> So this week, this week, have you seen much this week, Colin? Um, I've only seen two films this week, one of which you've already seen in review. So we'll touch on that briefly. I've also seen two, one of which you've seen, one of which you've not seen. Yeah. Um, Barry, have you seen anything this week? I've seen, in the past week, I've seen Dunkirk and American Dream, American Dreams. American Made. American, American Made. Made. Sorry, American, American Made. Have you seen that, so? How good is Harry Styles? Harry's good. Harry Styles. <laughs> We're not going to allow Harry Styles for the main point of Dunkirk. I don't care how much you're going to try and push this, Harry Styles is not the main thing in Dunkirk. He was for me. He was for you. Not the whole idea of man trying to overcome the most terrific situation. Just to kind of bring his down and make his trending younger, um, there was was some stuff on Twitter about One Direction that they may be getting back together. I'm going to cut this out, you know, any talk about I'm going to totally cut it out. I'm not leaving it in One Direction. This is your kid audience right here, man. This is your fucking... The kid audience, you don't want to hear three middle-aged men talk about One Direction. It's completely pointless. I think it's just pop bands in general. They do five, six year stint, make the money. The record label goes, hey, take a hiatus while we let someone else come in, then come back. And come back to her. Yep. There we uh, go. Do you know what? I'm, I'm in. And you're buying tickets for it. Alright. You might have to do it. <laughs> oh, good lord. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the week before, <laughs> you, back to week, before uh, you start talking about the witch and shit. Before we start talking about the witch and shit. Oh, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. Fucking disbelief. I'm not this, I don't know what it's going to say now. Totally. I actually quite like the witch somewhat yeah, yeah. 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 uh, so yeah. we are Three Beers the Movie and you can find us on number three beers the movie on Facebook, 
Twitter and at gmail.com. Uh, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes, iTunes. as well, yep. so find us, review us, rate us, like everything. Absolutely, yes. Um, so the first movie I'm going to talk about, Colin, is Limehouse Golem. Limehouse Golem. Uh, have you seen this yet? No, but when I first seen the trailers um, a few weeks ago, I thought it was a true story. It's not a true story. Yeah. No. No. Disappointingly, it's not a true not story. Not a true story. It's a better true story. Directed by a man called uh, Juan Juan Carlos Medina. So, say that again. Juan. Juan Juan Carlos Medina. Juan Juan Carlos Medina. <laughs> um, so it was Juan Juan Carlos Medina. <laughs> um, who's not done much. Directed a film called Painless back in 2012. Yeah. I think he's obviously been sitting around waiting to like, obviously maybe a few things in development hell that get turned around. Okay. So he gets, he gets the only nice this one made now. Um, it's a story of a series of murders that happen in the Limehouse district of London okay. during the 1880s, I think it is, yeah, 1880s. It's from a book by Peter Aykroyd. I'm not going to tell you too much about the story because that will give it away, but essentially Bill Nye, who's the main character in it. I love Bill Nye. Don't we all love Bill oh, Nye? He's, in, he's the main guy investigating the, um, the murders okay. and trying to basically figure out, number one, who murdered and also, in a way, trying to get someone exonerated for another murder. So okay. it's like two, um, there's two concurrent crimes, one of which is tied, both of them are tied together in some way. So that's the one that throws, is it Sigmund Freud in the mix as well? No, Karl Marx. Karl Marx, Karl Marx, Karl Marx yeah. Just, seems a bit fucking odd. It's odd. Um, you've got Bill Nye, who's in it, obviously. I love Bill Nye. He's, he's, do you know what I love about him? He's got this dead awkward delivery. He has. He's, just, he's always so <laughs> awkward. But yeah, he's a very in, awkward in, man. In a kind of... Fucking Shakespearean, we almost, I mean. But always exceptionally like charming. Always. Always, always very always. charming. Also, got Olivia Cook in it. There's Olivia You know her from me, Ellen the Dying Girl, one oh, of our favourites. Yeah, right. yes. Yes, yes, We I like that film a lot. A lot. Um, she's in it. We should do a review on that film one day just because it's really so lovely. It's so awesomely good, good. yeah. yeah. Um, also, got a guy called Douglas Booth in it as well. No. He's in the Riot Club. Oh, which one? I think he's a, I think he's a main one in the club. He's one of the posh ones. Yeah, he's one of the posh. He's one of the pricks. Yes, ones, yeah. Yeah, they're all they're all pricks. Apart from the girl who raped nearly that, they're all pretty yeah. much pricks. Yeah, that. <laughs> he's also Noah as well. He turned up in Noah. Right, okay. seen that. Um, also Eddie Marzan in it as well. Oh, we love yeah, I've seen Eddie today. Oh yeah, he's in. Um, yeah, he was in. Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Yeah. yeah, Eddie Marzan always really good. Yeah, and also a Spanish actor called Maria Valverde. I can't say Spanish names. <laughs> um, we'll call her, we'll call it MV. He's in it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to ruin it for you, you see it, you're going to go see it, I think, yeah. as well, aren't you? Uh, yeah. um, also, it's Sam Riley, who's an actor that you know from 71, I think he's oh, in. Yeah. yeah, he's a good actor. Um, so, very cliched in many ways, it's kind of like, it's, like if you imagine, imagine a film set in Victorian London, this hits all the points, it's very foggy, very murky, everyone's wearing like fucking cloaks, top hats, and it feels almost to the point of being slightly BBC drama with it, you know, so it's not, okay. it's not breaking your ground in that. But the cast are really good. The only thing it does teach me a lot about was the fact that it's all set in the music hall era. Like, so everyone who's, who's, who's accused of the crime is famous in some way. Right. So you've got, obviously, um, Karl Marx, Marx, yeah. Marx yeah. and three other people who are tied to music hall. So you actually see proper scenes. Fictional or non-fictional characters? They're actually real characters, they're actually real people, I can't remember their names. Right, okay. um, but they're all like Sam Riley, Olivia Cook, and I think Douglas Booth, they're all playing real people. Okay. And I think Eddie Marzan is playing real people, a real person as well. Um, so you get to see like Olivia Cook and Sam Riley in particular doing like proper musical entertainment. Realize, singing, singing doing all the jokes, they can have the blue jokes, all that kind of stuff, they can have these skits. We've realised musical entertainment is really shit. Like it's really bad. I suppose for the Victorian era, Even for it its was, time it, it still looks so? pretty shit to be honest. Oh no, that's not good. Um, 
is, is it taking beats from Jack the Ripper? Yes, it's sort of a prelude to Jack the Ripper story. That's right, okay. So it's a, it's a, not only the, the, the murder of Terra is only by killing people, it does it in a particularly brutal and horrible fashion. Yeah. Um, so it's actually quite close to that film From Hell, the one with um, Johnny, Johnny Depp yeah. and Heather Graham. Which is a better book than the movie. The movie's yeah. terrible. The, the comic book's amazing, stunning, yeah. yeah. Um, also got a wee bit of like, Sweeney Toddness in it to it as well. Right. Okay. Um, cast, all very good. As you imagine, Bill Nye, very good. Yeah. Interesting, it was actually Alan Rickman who was cast in this first. And then he obviously passed away, so he didn't do it. But um, yeah, yeah partly it's really interesting. Which goes back to a story from last week. I told you this one was um, I was telling my brother about this film last week. And yes. Um, and I said, um, "Oh, Bill Nye's in it." And he goes, "He's dead." And, and I had a moment of sheer panic where my heart just fucking stopped and I got palpitations, broken into sweat. And I was like, "What do you mean, Bill Nye? Bill Nye's dead? Not be dead?" And I was like, "Fuck, really? When did this happen?" He's like, "Ages ago." And I was like, "What the fuck? What have I missed here?" And he was thinking. I think they could mean we saw me and him saw a trailer together, but I actually went to him, you know, this film it looks like a film that cast Alan Rickman in it and he's died yeah. and they'll recast Bill Nye and he's obviously picked up from he's that and Bill Nye is dead. I, I honestly <laughs> just stopped being for like, fuck Bill Nye's died. And I said that kind of in jest about it. Yeah. But I should have done but I did a bit of Google search on it and that apparently that was the case. They did actually cast Alan Rickman in it and eventually they cast um, Bill Nye as a replacement. I think it was a different sort of take in the role okay. because it's not going to wait, it's not a spoiler. In the role, they, be, um, they bring Bill Nye in as a cop who basically bring him in not to solve the murder. They know the murder can't be solved to an extent, that's what they expect to happen. So he even brought in as a fall guy. Right, okay. And they say to him, like, so they say, why are you bring him in? And they say he's something to do with him, he's not the marrying type. So they basically indicate that he's like, homosexual at the time, he couldn't be homosexual. Mm. So I don't know if Bill Nye has a certain air about him that, that lends to that quite well. Whereas I don't think. Yeah, the Bill Nye's not yet, I don't think, is he? I don't know. Is the Bill Nye I don't know, I can't even think. I don't think. Possibly, I don't think he is. But he could be. I, I And honestly, don't care. He's a handsome fellow. Handsome fellow. Yeah. Anyway, but, but, but Bill Nye, really? like you said, the awkward of Bill Nye's delivery, the awkward and the way he sort of moves, I think, yeah. in sort of 18th century London, that would maybe give someone to believe that he is. He could yeah. be that way. Whereas, Rickman maybe doesn't have that same guise about him. Yeah. So maybe in a different way. It's not a major part of the character. It's the, the only reason that it's mentioned because it's like sort of that kind of thing to be the fall guy. He's right. the guy they can use for, for this event. Okay. Okay. Um, like I said, cast strong. Lydia Cook very strong. Liked it a lot in it. Um, the only problem I've got with it is the killer is given away very early on. If you're watching the film at the start, the killers you see the killer at the very start of the film. Is there a reason for that though? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was intentional, but it's very obvious who the killer is. Right. And that once you've seen that, you're kind of going. Right, if any reveal that happens thereafter, you're going, right, but I know this, I know the, the chip, I know who it is. Bear in mind, right, that, that I'm an idiot, more, more so than you, so would I know it was a killer at the start? I'm not sure. I twigged onto it in the first 15 minutes. Because I'm slow, I'll be honest, so, right. I'm going, fuck, who was a killer? After I've told me about it, so who was a killer? I mean, I, I, mean, I caught Shutter Island in the first 10 minutes as well, and I've never known from a Shutter Island for me. Uh, and I, think I, I think I got that as well, same as Sixth Sense, I got that. Got it quite as well early on. Kind of so any reveal. I think Sixth Sense is like a Scooby Doo kind of plot sometimes. Exactly. You know, like this is not quite Scooby Doo, but it's like you do. I thought it was quite obvious the killer was very early on, and other people thought to have seen it, got it quite early on as well. So <coughs> it's all the film is. It's uninspiring because you're going to know, like, I know who this person is. But then you're saying there's a second plot in it as well, though, so. Yeah, but the second, more the second plot is it, like, but the, the killer's not given away overtly, you're not like you. It's, it's like bum 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 bum, this is the killer. Just you see something on screen, you go right. I know who did that. Now, when you're watching that, you go right. So how's this going to unfold? Right, okay. And I don't think. I think if they'd taken that out, it would play as a much better film and still work. It worked as a much better filler. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, 
Where is Limehouse in London? Do we know? I have no idea. No, Barry? Barry, you've been in London a few times, you know where Limehouse is? Nope. Nope, no, no idea. No idea. Good English. Good there, Barry. Thank you very much. It's a real place, so yeah. Yes. I assume so, yes. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it 6 out of 5. 6.5 out of 10. 6.5. Is it, is it BAFTA materials, I think? Not at all, no. I think it's just you it's, watch it and it just It's gone. solid, it's enjoyable, it's two hours long. I went to see it on a Saturday afternoon. Quite an empty cinema, unfortunately, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah? Yeah. Did Jill go with you? Nope, just myself. Just you? Yes, me. Okay. I enjoyed okay. it. I'm going to go and try and see it Thank tomorrow. You tomorrow, so I'll let you know. Let me know what you think. I'm looking yeah. forward to Bill Nye. I always like Bill Nye. Bill Nye always. I mean, I, oh. Bill Nye's holding to me as well. Yeah. He's so off the ball. Okay. Yeah. Happy with that one, so six and a half out of ten, I'm giving it. Right, you, okay. You, you can improve, you get more, more of less than that. Okay, cool. Okay. Next film. Is, I saw it last night, you saw it literally an hour ago. I'm just back from seeing it in a freezing cold cinema. Cinema, I'll tell you if I can hear no. it. Uh, it's a film called Patty Cakes. Patty Cakes, with a door sign. Door sign, I just put a door sign in my nose. Written and directed. Did you? Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> even, even a tweet, but yeah, it is. I put it in. I'm sweet and hip and cool. Um, so, directed by a guy called Jeremy Jasper. Not feature film debut, that's why. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, that's done right. a few yeah. of the music videos, I think, for I think Miley Cyrus, possibly. Reckonable. Not wrecking ball, no. But that, that was my whole. We went far too pop on this yeah. podcast. We went from the West to Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. I know, that, that's my Miley Cyrus. That's my Miley Cyrus. That, that's a wrecking ball. I think they're in a one direction. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the basic story is that Patricia Dombrowski, aka Killer P, aka Dumbo, aka White Crash, aka Fatty Cakes, aka Marlin Mansion. <laughs> How funny did I sound there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's living in sort of like New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah. She wants. She dreams of being a, a rapper with yeah. her best friend. Yeah. They're called Thick and Thick and Thin. Thick and Thin. Yeah. Um, while they're trying to be rappers, basically, she's a big girl living a sort of working class, sweet trash, sweet trash, trash basically. Yeah. You don't do that in that side of the world, and she still wants to pursue that dream. Well, also, she try to raise money because she try and pay for her grandmother. The grandmother's like medication. Uh, grandmother's medication. Yeah. I don't try and keep a family afloat. Like a mother who used to be like a sort of the hot thing in high school. She was like a kind of eighties rock thing on the verge of kind of breaking. Like, yeah. And all because her mum sort of like missed her big, big shot of glory, she's pretty nasty to, to young Patty Cakes. I don't think, it's not nice, she's just kind of better that she never yeah, she that she'll, reflects on She's never got her chance yeah, in life, she, yeah. feels, she feels like passed her by a little yeah. bit, I guess, again. Yeah. Um, starring Danielle McDonald. Who was Patty Cakes. Who was Patty Cakes. Do you know who's in? No. In a song called The East, but more importantly, she's an Australian. I didn't know. No, she knows. She's her accent up, I think, fantastically yeah, well. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't pick her. Did pick her dog. She's a bit of a naughty girl. Yeah. Um, also, got the guy, the mum was played by Bridget Everett. Yeah, she did I kind of recognised her. I recognise from a lot of stuff, but I don't yeah, really have yeah. There's a lot of comedy she's in. Yeah. Um, like she, she's big pals with Amy Schumer, I think. Her eyes are close together as well. Her eyes are close together. Um, also, you've got Seal, I can't remember the guy's name, Seal Barra Dahanji, who is the, the, the thin of Thick and Thin. Yeah. It's his film debut. Yeah. And also, Mahmoud Athai. He played Bob. He played Bob, yes. Bob. Um, he's in the film called, he's in the TV show Get Down. He played Grandmaster Flash in that. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to see me call me know what do you think of it? Oh, we are going to follow it in this one, I think we are absolutely going to follow it in this one. Dude, it was like the most cliched piece of shit I've ever fucking seen. I, I, I don't know what we really just, I, I don't care about rap, I'm not interested. I've seen fucking 8 Mile, that's terrible as well, and anything, maybe it's just the genre, but I just thought it was so cliched and it hit every cliched beat possible, like everything that happened, I was like, yeah, that, of course that's going to happen. 
just for start to finish. Honestly, I was about four times I was going to leave, and three people left, and I was so like envious of him having the ball to just leave. And I was like, just fucking leave him. I was like, I can't leave because I'm here now. Because I've got, I think I've got to stay at the end of the movie. I can't just walk I, out. Of course, you're quite a fan of not leaving. I'm terrible. I will sit through some shit, and I will sit through some shit. I was genuinely like, kind of. I want you to leave with him every time I'd be like take me you just just fucking walk out and leave I just thought it was terrible dude. honestly it was so fucking awfully like cliched it's like tick the box tick 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 all the way through the fucking movie I think uh, it, it feels like it, I haven't seen it myself okay. but it feels like it's a story that's like been almost buried into the ground yes parents who never quite got their dream Puts the dream onto the child. The child then kind of starts making waves, and then something happens, and then the dream doesn't really yeah. come to light. And then I don't know. I, I'm not inspired I, to I see this one. I'm sorry. Never <laughs> seen so many stereotype characters. Fuck. No oh, shit. You watched Hitman's Bodyguard last week. <laughs> I enjoyed the fuck out of that, but this wasn't entertaining. Hitman's Bodyguard was fun. This was just fucking. Right. Tell me. You're, okay. Uh, I, enough. I'm. I'm I, go off and watch. So disagree with you in every in every sense. <laughs> One of my favourite films of the year so far. What's it? Genuinely one of my favourite films of the year. I think you're an idiot tonight. No, not at all. It is is so touching, it gets so much. Yes, it's cliche, but it gets so much heart. And it's so funny as well. And I thought it was awesomely funny. No. I'm looking at you as a man, a man who knows music, right? Take a thing of the fact that rap, right? Okay, I know you're not into rap, right? I love But the idea of someone who's born into a world where they, they don't belong to things they like so they like something that their world does not say you should like and they go fuck you I don't care I still want to do this and I still enjoy it and I want to do something with this and they say I want to do it and regardless of what anyone else says they will try and do it as a man who grew up in a world where do you know what you, you just do it's like maybe you know that's something you should totally embrace you should get the seven and embrace no, behind that nobody's done so fucking shit but do you know what you just described to me what 8 mile well it is 8 mile I'm not denying it's, it's very cliche and, and it's very 8 similar. mile we are fine ok I'm not denying that it's very close to 8 mile uh, it's fucking dreadful no it's not dreadful at all dude just every character is just so... There is a certain amount of cliché, I'm not denying that, but there's a certain amount of characters are filling certain archetypes. I'm not uh, questioning that. Fucking every archetype. Yeah, but again, you sat through the whole of Hitman's Bodyguard, yeah. where every character is an absolute archetype to the point where, like, you know, everyone, even like yeah. Samuel Jack progressed himself as the black guy in this but movie. it was fucking fun, though. And this film is a lot of fun as well. You see real... Yeah. Some, yeah, her journey, like, from where she is to seeing her struggling and seeing her try and grow as a person and seeing this town beat this girl down and try and fight back from it. It's so hard when it does. She is fucking awesome and it. Danielle McDonald deserves not only Oscar nominations for this, I hope it does for how it does what um, Winter's Bone did for Jennifer Lawrence you know what and makes her star. deserves a retweet for Eminem saying thanks for fucking raising the profile at 8 miles again. But what's wrong with Eminem is just rocky. Yeah, totally. So what's wrong again, with Again, so we'll come back to cliches all yeah, the But there's only five stories in this world to tell. This is a really bad tale of one of those five yeah, stories. so if you only tell five stories, of course you're going to get crossover, you're going to get something that's different. It was so fucking signaled to say, the full thing was every time I was it like... It wasn't signaled. Oh, it was. I think the bit of the bit of did you not see that come? Yeah, I saw, I saw something was going to happen, but wait... Are in Bob? It was still pulled off in a lovely enough way that oh, I enjoyed it. I didn't like it, sorry man. It just uh, oh, You have got a heart of stone. I don't, man, no, I'm like an emotional fucking wreck. No, I just... Dude, I try Peach Dragon every time. <laughs> every fucking time. But as a man, like I said, okay, as a man who plays music and yeah. understands music, he surely cannot get the sentiment behind this film. No. Not at all? No, I just, honestly, I, I, I went in with a total fucking 
white page on it thinking what am I going to see here and it came out just so hot. I feel hot by this I, content. I, I absolutely I love this film. And, and I'm sitting here conflicted going, <laughs> do I spend my money on this <laughs> movie or do I save it for another? Key, one who hates it, one who generally, I honestly love it. It's one of my top 10 this year, I think I can guarantee my top 10. I was honestly just flatlined through the whole fucking thing, honestly. Just not even a blip in the radar. I know you're not a fan of rap, but... Is, a, is the soundtrack good in the movie? Is that something that... I think it works well. Okay. Oh, I like about Springsteen at the start of it as well? About Springsteen at the start? That was one good thing about it. Okay. You don't think it feels like it should be in the Clerks world as well? It feels like it's, it's the same New Jersey, the Aye. Clerks setting. You feel like it's, it's that dirty, nasty New Jersey. It's not like it's not nice. We can see New York, but they're not part of New York Aye, at all. It's a, it's a gritty, horrible Jersey, you know, where, you, where people are just white trash. You know, and that's where, to me, that's where Clerks belongs, and that's where, it, that's where it's set, and that's where it lives. This feels like you can easily. She sounds like a female game use. Yeah. Like she's, the way she used the accents, so you can easily see. If they talk about the quick stop and we're standing outside it, yeah, well, yeah, I can't believe that. That makes complete sense to me. So do you think that's maybe why you liked it so No, much? I don't think that's why. I just think that's, it felt nice that's the world it belonged in. Uh-huh. I feel like I could see, I, I kind of understood that world to a certain extent. I just think the idea of like, it's someone who's in their world, they know they don't like their world, but they know the world there is a world they do like. And no matter what people say, they can't do it, they want to still challenge it. Mm. And that can be something hopeful, and I like that about it. I don't think she was a good rapper either. I thought she was, she's a good wordsmith. I, I, I didn't think so, I didn't think, I didn't, nothing really kind of hit me and I thought that's clever or good. It was like, there was nothing that was just, I haven't fucking heard a million times before. I think misread this film entirely. Yeah, I give it like 9 out of 10. Give it like 8 or 3 or something. Okay, we've got 9 out of 10. Ah, 
I like Dunkirk, but I like pretty much most war movies. The bit I didn't like was the fact that old Mr. Tom Hardy was running out of fuel, popped the emergency fuel tank, still cruised about. For six hours. Ran out of fuel, proceeded <laughs> to fucking do a, a tour of France and Germany, maybe stopped off at Poland, and then managed to come all the way back and Take then landed. Luftwaffe. <laughs> landed on the beach and I kept on just thinking and I, I turned to Stacey after the movie and I was like you know at one point I did genuinely think he was going to coast all the way into Berlin and kill him. I'm like where is this cunt landing? I'm like Jesus yeah, that, that was nonsense at the moment what did you think of the sound on it? Cause I, I thought the soundtrack really jarred me and I thought it was fucking way out of place all the time did you uh, it, was, uh, it was quite moody wasn't it it was like it was quite a sombre you know. it's like it, but for me it didn't fit it was just like that, that sound doesn't go with what I'm watching for me. You, 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 you the more he talks, the more wrong he is. So I just let him talk at this point in time. <laughs> I think he has ready with this. See, I had, I had the very fortunate position of Stacey had seen it previously, right. like the week before we went and seen it. So she came back and she said, like, you know, it kind of just starts. So we had found a guy on YouTube who was actually talking about things leading up to Dunkirk so it was like a five minute video and that helped immensely because you watched this wee five minute video then you went and seen the movie and boom you got what was going on and why they were in this predicament so that helped I mean history didn't help you know why they're in that predicament I'm working on it. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying, just general history doesn't make you realise that. Okay, fair enough. Just to throw in there, what did you think of Harry Styles in the movie? (laughs) 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 What thing you get from you keep talking fucking Harry Styles? (laughs) Since she's of review, that we'll keep it short. Um, What would I give it? I'd probably give it. 6 out of 10. Okay, close to mine than it was to you. Oh yeah, I think that was 3 or something. You were 3, yeah, so yeah. You did, enjoyed it overall? I enjoyed it, but like I said, one of the biggest problems was, it, see to us, it's not because Stacey loves Tom Hardy, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, I don't get it, but it is, you could literally put any actor in the world in that yes. position, and you're still like, why is this plane coasting about for yeah. so long? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I enjoying like, them shoes for fucking days now. I don't know if you that's it's an issue, but other films were not going to be Remember the Colin Wells you've seen this week? Um, I haven't seen Atomic Blonde. Did you like Atomic Blonde? No. You don't like Atomic Blonde? No. What's wrong with it? I just thought it was both. There was a lot of there's shit all, in between the Yeah, I, just, I, I think I said that when we didn't review. Yeah. I said there's a lot of stuff to enjoy about Atomic Blonde, but when there is nothing to enjoy. The actions is well done. And yes. I think you'd said back when you reviewed it that a lot of the time you could see that it wasn't fit on. No, it was It was fit on, but it's staged. It's, it's, yeah, been, cut, it's been constantly edited. You can see yes. that. It's kind of heavily signalled like the uh-huh. punch coming, big yeah. punch comes. It's not like you watch like, say John Wick with Keanu and you go, yeah. right, that's just Keanu on his day out. Yeah, one take almost. McAvoy had fun. But McAvoy was pegged as a bad guy. I mean, if you trust yeah. McAvoy to start that film, you're right. an idiot. Yeah, totally. You know, no, he, he is 100%. He, he had fun with his role. He had fun with his role. Absolutely no problem with his role. He had um, fun with it, yeah. But it, I don't know, there was just too much in between. There wasn't that much action. It? No, there's, a, there's, like, there's key scenes, yeah. key moments in it, yeah. yeah. When it does kick off, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. But there's a big chunk in between where it's not that enjoyable. Yeah, just nothing's happening. Yeah, and then yeah. you get a bit where, like, in the end, the last half hour is very twisty turning. What, what I've done, I'm an arsehole, um, always is just when I've 
thought it was finishing. Uh, I got up to leave, no. and it wasn't finished. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to stand, kind of that way when you're kind of hovering, watching, and then I, some poor guy but behind you. Then I left when I thought it was finished again, and I went and said, oh, you missed the end. And I was like, fuck yeah, it. Did you know what? I don't care. I, I think I gave it a time, up. three out of five, which I think is a solid movie. Like, probably about seven, <laughs> six, seven out of ten. A very, very quick synopsis, sorry, because I told me kind of very quickly. She is a British agent who goes to Berlin to try and retrieve um, information regarding the spies. Uh, lost the spies, basically. Lost the spies in the It's the same plot as I think Mission Impossible 4 and Mission and, and uh, okay, okay. um, so Impossible. If they retrieve this list, but at the same time, you've got the Russians looking for it as well. Everyone's looking, looking for it. Everyone's looking for this list. Everyone's looking for this list. And you know, if this gets found out, the wrong people end up killing all the guys who are involved in it. Yeah. And that's all. That's basically the plot of it. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thrones just kick ass. I mean, she's it's not fun. too bad. It, like I said, I think it's a good time. It's a film. See, you go home on a Friday night after the top, and you're sitting at home, it's on TV. Yeah. Enjoy it immensely. Okay. It's not not a bad film, but not a great film. Yeah, yeah. there is lulls, but when the action kicks off, it's almost John Wickie. Like that twenty-minute scene. That twenty-minute scene you get the train uh, through the stairs, apartment under the car, and everything. That's badass. So, yeah, he's a, a bit kind of over the top at times, but yeah, I get a. But it's fun to watch. Yeah. I'd probably give that. Maybe a five out of ten. Nice. It's a yeah. middle bang yeah. on middle of the road film. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Cool. Anything else you've seen this week? No, that, that's it. Um, trying to think of what's anything Netflix or anything. Nothing interesting. Barry, what have you watched this week? I've watched American Dreams. American Made. American Made. American Dreams is a new grand. Mandy Moore. Singing film. Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? I keep on calling American Dreams. Uh, American Made, did you enjoy it? I did. I thought it was fun, isn't it? I really, I reviewed it last week. Didn't I? I really, I've not seen it. Yet. I've, I've, seen it. I've really enjoyed it. Really yeah. enjoyed it yeah. Once again, just it's a it's a factual story where a little bit of Hollywood sprinkle on it, yeah. and it and it worked well. And Tom Cruise, he's he's at a point where he's in the same bracket as Johnny Depp and all that. You see him, and you know it's Tom Cruise. Then this film, I genuinely got car. There's a few moments you can see him as an actor as ah, opposed to being Tom Cruise. He becomes yeah, a character yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he becomes a character. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And for me, I find it very hard because, like I said, yeah, people get to a certain height and then that's it. The magic oh, is that, oh, you see him as that actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you see him as that person. You see him as Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Cruise, Depp. Yeah. Cruise, Depp. Yeah. Depp, for example. All you see is pretty much you see Depp. Clooney, for example. Yeah, yeah. All you see is Clooney. It takes a lot to go beyond that mask of... Like Julia Roberts, for example, as well. All you see is Julia Roberts. You've got to go beyond that. The, or Jolie as well, I'd say. Yeah. To go beyond that person of who they are, they got to get into the role they're playing. But I think I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was really fun. Totally that. Um, you said that the, the cruise was quite charming in it as well. Yeah. Do you like cruise? You're a fan of cruise, Barry? Uh, I can take or leave him. He, once again, it's one of those. He's one of those people depending where depending on the film, depending on the film, um, he carries this film in a big way. Oh, oh no, he does this like the whole time movie centers on. I think he's in every single scene of that Was film. Was he involved in production and stuff? Or else? No, I don't think so. No, it's not. It's not through Cruise Wagner. It's not. It's a basically. It's basically an indie. Mm-hmm. It was made. It was made for quite a low budget, mm-hmm. and it was made. The guy who made it made it in between other films, so it was sort of made right on the you know, on the fly a little bit. It was a really quick. He's like a, like a month and a half shoot. It was a really quick shoot. It was done it really. You can see that a little. Oh. It's quite rapid, it's quite, it's quite handheld and quite sort of like rough at times. Yeah, it's kind of quite, but I think it just, it suits that, the style and the, kind of, the context of the movie and everything that's going on in it. And it throws so much at you as well. Oh, it's literally, you kind of already need to like yeah. watch like Narcos or something right. or have an understanding of the cartels down in that area in the 80s and the late 80s, early 90s. It's a good fact about it though, see Doug Lyman, the guy who directed it, uh-huh. it's all set in the Iran-Contra scandal, all okay. the 1980s. Yeah. His dad, 
is a guy who investigated Reagan about the Iran Contra scandal. So his dad's in the film in the archive footage. Oh, nice. Yeah, he didn't, and he didn't know us until like, we started doing it. Like, oh shit, I thought my dad was involved in this. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. Pretty cool, yeah. So, what, what I've always, is the trailer kind of pitches it as a comedy? Is it a comedy? It's no. a comedy, the same way Wolf of Wall Street's a comedy. Yeah. There's always a comedy in it, but right. it is more a serious film. It yeah. could be a lot darker than what it to be. Oh, I totally. Like I said, I could write, it could be like something like Blow yeah, yeah. or yeah. Sicario. It could go down that route, but a different director could easily get really dark and really nasty at times. That, right. It certainly kept light enough. I think it's like it's definitely capturing like the kind of narcos audience I very the, well. The kind of craziness of it, almost if you have a light touch, it emphasizes the absolute crazy nutsness of it. Mm. And we go, holy shit, that can't be real. You go, nope, nope. Shit, that yeah, was yeah, real. Yeah. That it was a bit you said that an actor turned up. Who was it? You said turned up in it. Um, it's Caleb Landry. You opened it. Caleb Landry. You said it was like totally almost like a different movie. Did you? A wee bit, yeah. Exactly. When the brother turns up, he plays the redneck brother. Remember? Yeah, that was He's weird. Still a bit out of place, isn't he? A little bit. Yeah, you yeah. said that was almost like they'd taken apart from this movie. His role was defined, he knows what his role is, but it felt like it was a yeah. wrong place to be. Yeah, he kinda yeah, he was kinda like you don't really know if maybe like the kind of director's been a big fan of him and wanted to use him at some point in his life oh. or whatever and he's been available, but I mean, you never really know the yeah. full stories with it. But yeah, I found he was kinda randomly shoehorned in and then quickly taken back yeah, again. Yeah, that's what you said. Well, yeah, he's in for a little he's the same boy who's in Breaking Bad as well. Mm, yeah. Um, Jesse Clemens. Yeah, yeah. Which he in for maybe five minutes total. Yeah. Roughly, yeah, he's, he's barely in the film. He's like he's in and out, and it's, he only has one real scene in the film where he does one thing, and then that's him done for the rest right. of the film. Very odd. I'll try and catch up. I want yeah, to see. I'll try and catch it. I really good fun. I love Cruise. I'm yeah. a massive Cruise fan, so it's a worth, it's a film worth watching. I would yeah. say. No, I'll try and pick up that. The only other thing I've seen this week is a Netflix exclusive, which is a Little Evil. Is it good? Yes, I know it's gonna hit. What's it about? Give us a brief, brief synopsis. Like, uh, brief synopsis is it's um, this kind of fella gets with the woman and she comes with a child, so he's right. like a stepdad scenario. Then it kind of transpires that the kid is evil. And is it more the kid's evil, or is it more like? Well, no, she's kind of got blinkers on, but she right. kind of starts kind of picking up little things. Right. Um, and then it kind of just starts unraveling from there. And then it's capers galore. Is that comedy or horror? No. Well, this is the kind. Of, I don't really know how you define it because a comedy horror. Yeah, it's a horror com. It's it's like the light hardest of horrors. It's like you can't first ever horror movie. Like Shaun the Dead level movie. Yeah, that kind of lightness of touch. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. it, it's horror elements, but it leans more towards like very light hearted. Take on it all, you know. But there is some like fantastic moments because the wee boys got uh, the kind of stereotypical bull haircut, and every now and again, like the camera will just do, like, they'll just shoot him in a way, and you're just like, well, that's straight out the omen. Yeah, like, I mean, if you've got to keep a bull haircut, you're going to shoot omen style, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And you ever want to swing at any point, you're swinging back yeah. and forth. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they, have, they have a dog, like a big Rockwell dog. You have one of them. No, he doesn't. <laughs> that would be too obvious. At that point, it's a remake of the Omen, isn't it, really? Yeah. I think there's a priest in there somewhere, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is. Yeah. I, I'm, sure yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure there's homages to like different kind of horror of movies, because there's a lot of bits in our look tag going. I've seen this before. Mm, that looks familiar, but I don't know where. But it's that line of, like, is it being a homage or is it parody? Is it, it's sort of, it's that really, it's, 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 a, it's a slight, like... It sounds like, homage, but... Yeah, yeah but it's a, it, you can really quickly tilt over into, yeah. like, parody. If you yeah, do it wrong, yeah, you can really yeah. get in it. Certainly, I would, certainly it's a definite Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. movie. Um, I'll be real good at your way to see it, but I enjoyed it, you know. It's kind of, 
it's not particularly long either. I think it's like I think 90, it's like, 90 minutes is worth the effort yeah, yeah. looking at these days. I think it's like 90 minutes after right, it's quite quick work. Yeah, it kind of passes quickly and yeah. you know, the ending and all that's pretty good. So it kind of wraps itself all up in yeah. this wee bowl. On Netflix, I actually watch one on Netflix as well. Did you watch? I watched the one called Death Note. Oh, right. Uh, I've not seen it yet, so don't yeah, spoil it. Like Andy's a big, big fan. Yes. He liked it a lot as well. So, Gavin <laughs> Defoe plays the demon in it? Yes, it's written by Adam Wingard. Okay. Who we know from Your Next. We've right, seen Your Next, which yeah, I yeah, absolutely loved. Yeah, I also loved yeah. did The Guest. Which is a good film. He also, well, yeah. he also did the Blair Witch Project, the remake. Which we didn't love quite as much, no. Yeah. Um, he's actually on Next after this, he's doing um, Godzilla vs King Kong. He's ramping up big style this. Um, it's a remake of a manga comic, yes, mm-hmm, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never read the manga comic, I think that might be why I enjoyed it for more than I think other people have. I've heard yeah. a lot of people say they've disliked it because it, the fanboys are picking Fanboys are not happy yeah, with it. But I. Give me the film Odd Thomas. Yeah. It is that kind of tone to it. Right. Just okay. sort of really odd. There's a lot of funny in it. I mean, it's, at times, fucking very gory. I don't know if I'm going to go up do you. There's blood everywhere. There's a lot of blood splatter. Um, the basic story is that the guy, the main character, gets a book. If you write someone's name in it and the method of death, that will happen that to them. Happens, yeah. Okay, and the story evolves from there. And he's got this big apple eating demon basically following around everywhere, but only he. Only he can see. Only, only, the the owner, only the person who holds the owner of the book can see the demon. Yeah, the and the demon's sort of feeding them information and things and like the that. The demon's so, voiced by William Defoe. William Defoe. And, and he, Green Goblin. Full Green Goblin mode. <laughs> it kind of looked like William Defoe the demon, but it's not him. I thought it maybe him doing mocap. It's not someone else playing the demon. Okay. Um, it's. Again, much like the little evil, mm. it's a Sunday. I got watched it on Sunday morning. Jill was sleeping. I went. I'm going to watch this just to. Well, she's sleeping. It's a good Sunday watch. It's live. It's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. People are shitting on it online. I think it does not deserve that. It's a lot. I just enjoyed it a lot more. People. Say. No, I'm going to catch it for yeah, sure. I really liked it. I really thought it was a lot of fun. And he's been selling to me. Yeah. So I need to, I, there's, there's two things I've seen actually. Okay, oh, have a drink now. Um, for the first time in my fucking life ever, I've seen Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, so did I, like, literally two weeks ago. I, I seen it, um, well, three nights ago. Yeah, nice you're catching up on the 2000s, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. Do you think that is? Uh, I don't, I didn't understand the hype. It's a product of its time. I, yeah. I liked yeah. it a lot. Um, it is, it's got charm. Yeah, it's charming, but I just don't understand why back in the day folk were going wild for it. Yeah. But I don't think they were going, I think there's a certain subset went nuts who went really nuts. I don't yeah. think, I don't think there's a mass nutsness for it. Did it get a big cinema release when it came out? No, I think it's one of the films that got a decent release after Sundance and things like that, and then found its audience on and then DVD and all that kind of stuff, right. and people got involved that way. But I, I really enjoyed it. I, I like the wackiness and just the randomness of it. Like, at the start, yeah. when he throws the out the bus and you're like, well, why? Do you know what I mean? It's just because he did. That, that's it. So we just chill it out. I was enjoy like, it. fucking good, man. I really liked that. The second one I watched was, um, I don't know if this is good or bad, Man in the Ledge. Right. Watched that last Not night. good. Last night, it's um, dull. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's got loads of banks try to play like an, an action hero almost. You know what? It would have been a better movie if it was. A man in a legend, not a heist film. Yeah. Almost, if you know what I mean. There's the, the kind of whole heist element to it, and I was like, I don't fucking care about this. And I'm mean, gonna just go back to the guy in the fucking ledge, I mean, and make him jump from all. I mean, you could be catching up on the stuff you've missed, Colin. You know, it's like, I mean, man in a ledge, you've always it, something to watch. I was channel surfing, and it was the fucking middle of the week. I had a couple of beers, and it came on, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna fucking watch it. And, to be fair, it, it is one of those films that had a couple of beers in a movie. Yeah. Like, uh, almost, as we're going on to next now, a guilty pleasure, Colin. Almost, almost. Oh, segue in the fuck out of this shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and speaking of, 
guilty pleasures. Yes. What we've devised this week is five of well, I think it's a challenge because I know we couldn't do a three-way conversation today and also knew that we didn't have much to talk about in terms of actual reviews because there wasn't actually that much out. Yeah. And not, we can go see, I can go see everything, there's not much out this week. So it's so guilty plays are the films that you enjoy regardless of what everyone tells you they are awful they're terrible <laughs> but you still enjoy them immensely now for me this was fucking tough because I've got such low standards and you have anyway, the same low standards yes. I, I, I know so I really have to you think you have to dig this. deep for really shit don't you no, you have to dig less than us because you have so much shit you just pick any final no thing. it's not because I genuinely enjoy them because I think they're good films no, not no. because I think they're bad good films I, agree, I think you're all one of the I think they're all good films but they all just not agree with me so before we begin that call you have bought us more beer what do you buy us um, it's called Surf by um, a beer called Jobber ok I've had a sip it, it has a, it's odd to say it's got a gammony taste to it gammon beer I'll it, it's an odd flavour. I like ham. I like ham. It's, it's a very. It's, it's, it's got I'm some. Going to I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. How we sip? Do you think of it? Let's do it live. Like, 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 like. Ooh. Taste it. You taste the ham. Can it get? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got a ham to it. It's around. not bad. Though. It's not a bad thing because everyone likes ham. Ham's good. Again, it's not very gassy, but is it? It's no, again, it's hot again. Flat again. We have to get some candy from England. American stuff. It's all very gassy. I think a lot more. Mexican stuff. Oh, we're not buying Mexican stuff. Anyway, on to the guilty pleasures. The guilty pleasures. So what we've done is we've picked five five guilty pleasures. Yes. So fifteen movies to cover. Of the one film you love, or films you love, but everyone else would say they're rotten, but you will defend them to the very end. I think the ones I've picked are the ones that people say are rotten, but again, I'm because my friends are wrong, but that's been right. How are we going to do this? One each. One each. Start off. Who wants to go? Barry's a guest this week, so let Barry start. Barry, what's your first one? Okay. We're intrigued by this. This is a no. I want to know. I'm intrigued to see if anyone's of the same ones. Ah, uh, well, me, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. By the way, I can't just form them in, and it's not on any. No, I think I'm not. Just throw one out. Here we go. Okay, by the way, Home Alone. It's not so much a bad movie. It's more just like every time it's on or I see it on like Amazon, you're required Netflix, to watch it. I'm watching that regardless yeah. if I've seen it thirty thousand million That's, times. That is entirely in, in some of the junk getting pleasure. You know it's not a great film, yeah. but you still enjoy it. But I do. I but do. you have to watch. Even if you come in halfway through it, you yeah. can sit and watch the end. You can sit and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no question. That is a guilty pleasure. Any time I want is John Hughes. Hughes. Yes. John Hughes. Does he make bad movies? No, he doesn't. I'm not. Yeah, Guilty Pleasures doesn't have to be a bad film. Yeah, it can yeah. be a film that, again, no matter for whatever rhyme or reason, you have to watch it. Yeah. Even if it's on. Yeah. Even if you come in, like you said, 20 minutes into it, you'll yeah. still sit and watch it. Or, because you've been 20 minutes into it, you'll go and find the DVD and put on the DVD <laughs> so you can watch the full thing from the start. But it is fun watching Joe Pesci getting, getting shit kicked out. Yeah. Was there was there not a thing where Home Alone was on a website and it's like, what to do is in this movie, if these injuries actually happen, you kill him. Yeah, he'd be dead. It's like this was the most fatal movie ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, After okay. watching Home Alone, I actually rigged my room like Home Alone. <laughs> I, used to, I used to put like I put like encyclopedias on top of the on top of the um, the, the cupboard. Uh-huh. So mum opened the cupboard and like it's, like put for my head. Bowling so, balls uh, yeah, yeah, so basically, it got to the point where mum was saying like she's getting concussions over and over again. So I was warned not to rig my room like Home Alone, and I had an air rifle and everything. So I was I felt myself very much like a giant six foot Kevin McAllister. So also. <laughs> It's also a Christmas movie as well. Yeah, it's a Christmas yeah. box yeah. as well. Yeah. But can you watch? Have you ever watched it non-Christmas? Yeah, all, all the time. Can I only yeah, watch it Christmas time? You, you have you watched it all time through here? It does appear on the on-demand services round about Christmas. Yeah, time. it's obviously yeah. But I have watched it outside. Are you watching July or something? Yeah. Just to take it. <laughs> Even though it is Christmas themed, I don't know. It kind of just that kind of bit just kind of blazes past me because it's not really about that. It's no. just if you can take away 
like the snow and all that. It's just there's a family going in all day and they've left a kid behind. Aye, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, a lot of fucking demon monster bastards. Yeah, Did you watch the sequels as well? I watched the second one and then stopped after that. I I've never seen other ones after that either. Yeah. The second one's great. So Brenda Fricker yeah. just made it a better movie. I like the second one. Yeah. 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 I've never seen any more after. No, that. I don't think anyone has. Was I, it always Macaulay Culkin? No, no. No, it changed that. I'm sure like this kid from Star Wars pops up in one of them. You know the boy who plays um, Anakin. I'm sure he pops up in one of them. Either four or five. Okay. Right. I think mean, perfectly acceptable, guilty pleasure. I think that is a yeah, I'm a one for that is a different I'm not yeah, I'm for that one. That, Mr. McKay, what's your first one? I dread to think of it. I'm hoping Willow appears on this list somewhere. Willow's not on the list. Of course. Of course. Yeah, okay. What's on this list first of all? First one I've put is a film called The Perfect Weapon. Right, I've not heard this film, so you have to describe it. What's it about? Um, it's basically about this cop, and um, this martial arts cop, um, who's his brother gets killed and he goes to avenge him and kind of find the death yeah. the, the, the cop was played by an actor a martial arts actor called Jeff Speakman who was meant to be the next best thing but never really took off okay um, you can be like Van Damme maybe he was meant to have been he, he does this, the perfect the, the perfect weapon the perfect weapon um, he does this style of karate called Kempo karate um, if you know martial arts it's, like, it's kind of a lot of slappy hand stuff uh-huh. so he slaps fuckers a lot like there's one scene where he slaps a guy ten times like a second <laughs> remade by Steven Seagal oh was it 2016 it was good um, okay. but Jeff Speakman does a lot of movies and the common theme for a lot of movies is called Jeff which I suspect is down to his acting abilities because yeah. he's fucking wooden as well <laughs> <laughs> but he can fight really really well um, and, and I just fucking love that movie it's got a really famous Asian actor in it I can't remember who it is um, Mako Mako's in it yeah who's in a lot of Asian movies as well and uh, his brother's quite a kind of well known actor as well about glasses but he just as a style of character just he kind of usually sticks a lot and stuff and it's just always like the principal came from karate he got get into like dicky here okay why should they go deep go deep go deep the principal a Kempo it's a modern martial arts developed in the last kind of like 80 90 years and the principal is um, by Ed Parker who's the grandmaster shut the fuck up keep going keep on I'm interested I'm not interested I'll let him go shut him up every move you do um, so if, if I kind of go to hit you, that'll count for a move, and I'll know what that move's going to be, which will provoke a move that then kind of counteracts that. So it's always this phone kind of motion. Okay. And when the guy does this, it's just this constant kind of movement, kind of back and forward. So if I slap you, you'll block. I know you're going to block, so I'll kind of count for that by another slap. Knowing what you're going to do, it just kind of throws like that, and it's just, just kind of, it's almost like, it's not like Capier Barrel style, but it's fucking just beautiful martial art. It's beautiful to it, watch. It does sound you've got two guys who knew what they were doing with it it almost like it's been made for movies well, because you can't like you both instinctively know yeah. that one thing's leading into another which is leading on, always good, on his second movie Street Night which is a good movie he also did the kickbox as well yeah. wow um, there you go Mark the Sally. The Sally, the Sally. Mark the Sally. Um, his second movie is called Street Night, and there's a scene in it where seven, five or seven guys are in an alley are fucking with him, and it takes him out three seconds, and it's just like, fuck, wow, you're, you're just mind blowing it. Boys, watch this movie. And oh. Honestly, I'm not a martial arts fan. No, 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 but no. To a certain degree, but I feel like Mar- I'm a fan of purely martial arts, I'm not into it at all. No, 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 no. But that, that's What's um, it called? The Perfect Match? The Perfect Weapon. The perfect yeah. Weapon. With Jeff speaking, <laughs> and he's called Jeff in this movie. <laughs> Don't expect a lot. So you people were talking to me and you were talking to him basically. Just, yeah. <laughs> what's my name? Character? Yeah. Jeff. 
Jeff, Jeff, you're Jeff. It's cool, just a yeah, fucking Jeff, 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 Jeff. I don't think you brought one I'd never heard of before. That's really strange, that's my name as well. Yeah, we know Jeff's actual name as well. Just fucking Sarah Lane's. Um, I love it, every time I watch it, and it's really hard to find as well. I can, I can tell why, to be honest. I used <laughs> to have a VHS copy of it that was burnt out basically, it was just worn away. <laughs> and there's a scene in it, as I say, where within a second or two slaps a guy, no shit. Times. Okay. <laughs> like, fucking machine gun slap and I'm getting a wee bore. You're, so, you're selling it on the machine gun slap. <laughs> <laughs> and Mako's in it as well. Fair enough. Mako's in it. Richard. My first one, um, Joyce 2. I think Joyce is a really good movie. Joyce is a fucking great movie. It's a brilliant it's a film. But people <laughs> continually mock it. Because it's not as good as George, which is like saying you're not as good a singer as Springsteen. Yeah. You know, like you're still good, you're yeah. still not good as the king. Um, it's the second best shot we've ever made. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yes, yeah. I can smell bacon. I can smell bacon. It's totally gammon based, isn't it? Um, I, mean, I like the survival part of it. I like, I like the whole kind of survival plot with the rafts all tied together and we're all like sort of drifting free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, and I like almost like famous Fivey feel to it a little bit. And I can feel that, like the way that the first Jaws happens, like them like sort of like in the water getting eaten, that shit's not going to happen. I'm not going to go in the water, okay? That's not going to happen to me. <laughs> Equally, with the whole, um, with the, the chief going after the shark. I shit ain't doing that, I'm not doing no, that part of either. Like, I'm saying the land, the shark is just saying it's land. But, there's a like, people that where I could end up somehow on a raft drifting. Mm. That could possibly happen somehow. <laughs> and, I, and I identify with that more because of it. Um, it's great by Gene Swa- uh, Swart. You also got your Supergirl, you know that? I didn't know that, I like Supergirl. Yeah, somewhere in time as well. That's a rock Yeah, and a film called Bug, which I know you must have seen Bug. Rings a bell, yeah. it's about Bugs that go on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Josh too, I think it's a crack film. Which Josh film has got the line, smell you son of a bitch? Is that one or two? That's one. Is that one? Fucking hell, one, yes. Fucking hell. Number two has got the the tagline was, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Back in the water. It's almost the beginning of the sequel going bigger. I'll try to to cash in on it. Which one was its personal? Was that three or four? This time it's personal. I think that's three. I think that's three, yeah. Do you think that's right? They, they kind of went nuts when the, the shark basically falls into the Bahamas. Yeah, well, the fourth like, one is funny because her son gets killed by the shark and she wants to get away from the shark. She goes to the Bahamas. She's got a fucking Idaho. It's like, no water. No, because water. Sorry, water. Idaho is completely landlocked <laughs> for at least a thousand miles in either no, direction. Don't go to Rock Island. Don't go to the Bahamas. It's got a swing you can sing across the ocean on. Yeah, but no, I don't trust Michael Caine. The only problem is if she goes to Idaho, then she's dealing with the whole problem of ghost sharks. True, ghost shark, avalanche shark.
John Travolta's playing a bad guy, so boom, right there, man. Right, that's so all the films you've got. picked face off or something. <laughs> you're picking swordfish, I don't understand this. But on you go. I think I just felt bad for it in right. the beginning because I was one of the few lucky folk that managed to see it at the cinema. I saw the cinema out, I have and a ticket for it still. And then it gets pulled really quickly yes. because of the subject matter and, ta- and 9 11 happening at the same time. Because it wasn't very good either, that's all the part of the What's the subject matter on it? It's about, he's a. Um, a computer hacker. Hugh Jackman's a computer hacker. Yeah. Hugh Jackman? Yeah, yeah. Is he in it? Yeah, if he first filmed, I think, after Wolverine. Non-mostly Hugh Jackman as well. Right, okay. Ali Berry's a Travolta's like a homeland terrorist type person that can't transpire. And like, whatever they do to America, he does tenfold back. And then the cat just keeps on going and he ends up getting uh, Hugh Jackman to help him out to... uh, to steal money and really just all about like, uh, Hugh trying to get his kid back. Yeah, that's like a kind of sub story thing in there, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You liked it? You I, dug it? I have no idea. Is Travolta a hero or an anti-hero? No, he's a bad guy. Is he? He's a The beginning of an anti at the beginning of it, but by the time you've got him, you know he's a bad guy. So he's going to feel the personal gain. A stylish bad guy, that. Yeah, it's a stylish bad guy. Travolta, nothing else. Obviously, like it's early noughties, so it's like the cat. All the computer related bits are a bit cheesy. You know, slapping the keyboard like it's going out of fashion. Yeah, they are trying to make him like hacking interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think sneakers are a better version of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've seen sneakers, but yeah. so, so do I need to watch Swordfish now? Is this? I'd definitely watch it. Uh, it's it's okay. dumbly stupid, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's enjoyable, I like it. Yeah, I will watch Swordfish. Watch all your recommendations on it. Just to see Travolta being. If you're interested, it's 349 on Amazon because <laughs> I just rented it. Is it on Netflix? No, it's not because I had to rent it. You have to rent it. I'll, to I'll get it by our legal methods. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would never see the funny thing is you could probably pick up the DVD. <laughs> Probably yes. He did a film called the guy directed the guy called Dominic Senna, who also one of my films that nearly got on my list but didn't really quite make it was Gone in sixty oh, seconds. Oh, it came not. really close. It came really close to being on my list. It also a film called California with Brad Pitt and Daniel Cognac, really good film. And um, yeah, it's also like a lot of Lewis as well. Let's Enjoy it, Lewis. Yeah. But Gone in sixty seconds all made on my list. But he done that and it's almost. Oh, right. I forgot about Gone in sixty seconds. Good film, yeah. Yeah, selfish except for guilty pleasure. It's, it's definitely. I mean, there's no wrong answer by guilty pleasure, Colin. Yeah. There's no wrong answer. We, as long as you can defend your guilty pleasure, <laughs> then <laughs> we are <laughs> happy with that. Right. Okay. okay. Colin. Um, right. Number two. Next on my list is this is kind of your fault, you pricks. Okay, I'm on for this one. It's a film called The Greasy Strangler. Oh yes. <laughs> Again, came so close to my list, but I think it's a genius movie regardless uh, of a bad movie. Have you seen The Greasy Strangler, Barry? No. Right. The, 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 the title is the movie. It, it's about a man who covers his and his son, Greece, and, his son and yep. strangles people. That, that that's. Pretty much the plot and the movie. This guy sounds like he's got a profile on a particular dating website. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> apart from people, apart from trying people, when he's trying to make money, he tours LA. This Hollywood disco tours. Hollywood disco tours across, <laughs> across the city. <laughs> it is quite possibly the most fucked up film I've seen it's ever, and I've watched insane. some messed up stuff. It's utterly fucking, insane. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I laughed at it. Generally, yeah. Fucking. I mean, Andy's disgusted. Andy doesn't get how I can watch yeah. it. Like it, and I'm like, no, it's. It, it basically kills people, right? Greasy. Up, kills people, puts himself in a car wash to kill himself, mm. does Hollywood tours and then kills more people. Yeah. Which, which is it? You what? feel nervous to recommend this film to people because I recommend people people look at me odd after going, like, I, I don't like that you told me about this film. Yeah. Because it's definitely. I'm now judging you in odd ways. Yeah. Yeah. But it will hit a certain part of the population will really enjoy it. I think maybe 98, maybe not 98, that's right, half. 
let's see, 80% population, I'm but not going to get this film at all. What, what's funny, what, what kind of Andy, me, me and Andy were talking about as well, is see if you check out, there's a lot of prosthetic penises in it. There is a lot of prosthetic penises in it. Big, yeah. big, big but see if you take all that out, it's almost Napoleon Benamite in, in terms of the kind of randomness and absurdness of the humour. Don't you think? Yes, most definitely. It is, yes. isn't it? It's, it's got that kind of, yeah. It's got that kind of feel about it as well. It is all charm. It just it, there's a, a particularly horrible. Let's call it a fingering scene. No. Oh, but, <laughs> right. Okay, I know, yeah. I know the one you mean. Yeah. Like, it's not what you think. Whatever you're thinking, right? Go home and watch it. You'll be like, fuck. I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's truly it, it's horrific in many ways, but it's, also utterly compelling in every other way as well. Um, the potato chip scene <laughs> just also, stands yeah. out. That, that's comedic genius right there. It's a five minute scene with a, a, a kind of language misunderstanding that goes on for five minutes to the point where you think, if I missed it, if I missed it, should this be going on? It's all you start to feel uncomfortable, but then you're like, kind of, but I kind of get it. And it's I mean, funny because it's not funny. You're saying a pleasure. Could you watch that film again? Yeah. I see, I've watched yes. it twice. Yes. And I don't see myself repeating it, but I think you have to watch it all over again. I think you have to watch it twice, make sure you're a man in most of the population. No, I, I'm not going to be braver. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to myself on the altar of bad films or interesting films to try and get a point of, but it's not a film that I'm going to go back to again and again and again, again to watch. I would, you I would. would watch it, yeah. Barry, watch it. If you've not seen it, watch, watch it once watch, at, least, watch, yeah. at least. watch it. Yeah, Has just it on any services or will I need oh, to? Oh, no, yeah, I think you need to find it. It's in the dark recesses of the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not illegal ways to find it. I am. Um, but, but, yeah, it's yeah. definitely I think it might even be on Sky, if you've got Sky. Yeah. You've got, um, you Sky would show it. I've got Sky, yeah. Uh, on Daily yeah, Wars, it's, it's genius. It's fucking absurdly genius. Yes. I love it. I've been blowing around. I didn't get seen in the cinema. I didn't get released up here. I would love to see it and see how people walk out. That came oh, a high walkout rate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a huge walkout rate on that film. That might be a Google kind of set. Yeah. I'm thinking about a 98% walkout yeah. rate because we're the two percent. Exactly. We, I will watch stuff to the end. Nah, yeah. I'm the same. I will watch it. It's it, even if I'm not absurd. enjoying it, I will just sit there because I'm like, well, I'm comfy now. Anyway, I'm yeah. committed to this shit now. So, yeah, yeah Greasy Strangler is, is up there. It's well, it, I must watch it. it. Yeah, if it's on, how could you not? It's on my list of things to watch. Right under perfect weapons, so <laughs> I'm getting quite the list. You know. Richards? Um, I'm going with the 1998 Godzilla. The one with John Renault and Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria. It's a shit film, dude. I, I, but still. <laughs> Wait a minute, this film came out in 1998, right? With the babies. So I was 13 years old when it came out. Right, okay. I was obsessed by Independence Day. Right. Roland Emmerich, Independence Day, Dean Devlin wrote it, so I was obsessed by them too. I fucking love dinosaurs. Just, and I love Godzilla as well, so I'm all invested in that film. Um, it's got Jean Reno, it's got Hank Azaria, it's got Ice Hockey in it as well. This film was this film was pitched at me. Do you think this is Jean Reno's worst film? I mean, we've been obviously a lot of French films we probably know about, but in terms of like in a Western, I mean, probably could American. Be. I mean, I'm not denying there's some terrible, tor- tor- awful stuff in the film, but I, I, I love this film. I generally enjoy it. A shit I get it. I mean, I, I would. If it's on and flicking, I'd probably stop and think, fuck Godzilla, and yeah. watch it. I, I can't get it. It's not Godzilla, it's just a big dinosaur. It's not Godzilla, yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, so yeah, I can, I can always detach it from being Godzilla. Um, I think it's got a Wallflower soundtrack to it as well. A what? They do. Wallflowers do Heroes by. Wallflowers is. Well, Jacob Dylan. Jacob Dylan. Jacob Dylan, yeah. And he does Heroes by Bob uh, Bowie. 
thing you're missing out more importantly is got a Jamari soundtrack. I mean, I didn't see. I've got the version I have in the house, or I had when I was younger, was the American version of it. Have you never seen the I have, but in the American version, it's weird you hear the Jamari song in it. Right. And the American version, you hear the Wolverine song in it. Right. So, that's what people do. A lot of them to do that. They'll cut in that film a song that will suit the audience it's in, or the, or, the, or, the, or, the, or the country it's in. So we see a film in America, see it's like a different cut. It'll have like a American song or a, a different song in it. I don't sir, you like me once more. Yeah. So in American version, it had Jacob Dylan doing um, Heroes by Bob Dylan, eh, not Bob by David Bowie, and in the British version, it's got Deep Underground. That's why you see when you watch like Cars, for example. That's uh-huh. Jeremy Clarkson doing the voice. Whereas in America, it's um, Jay Leno. Right, okay. But again, people don't know who the fuck the Jeremy Clarkson is in America. They've so, done yeah. that for Zootopia. Yes, different regions and different yeah, folks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do that, I knew there was a movie. Was, was something else in America was called exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I get that. So well. yeah, Godzilla. I, I just I don't know what it is. I, I love the dinosaurs. I love Godzilla in it. I like the action in it. Just, and it hit me again at 13 years old. Things like that hit you right, and yeah. that film hit me right way. Did, 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 I have never seen it. Oh, watch it. It's good. It's, the Godzilla model's quite good yeah. as well. Yeah. It's not a bad Godzilla model. The, yeah. the yeah. design and stuff around is good fun. Um, Roger's having fun, isn't he? Yeah, everyone's having fun in it. Yeah. It doesn't really. Who's the female in it? I can't remember her name honestly. I really don't know her name. No, she did, did, no. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think it's the end. They go full like in a Godzilla, you get baby Godzillas as well in this one. Mm-hmm. You get Matthew Project being fucking scientist Matthew Project, which is always fun. And you very quiet, you know, it's British version, which I think you know. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it's really good, it's, it's a fun, fun cool. film. I, I would watch it. And Jerry Eno is fucking off the wall. He just goes nuts in it. Yeah. I think to be honest, from the sounds of a. Uh, can you say Strangler? I think I probably need Godzilla. Yes. There's a woman called Maria Piccolo who's in um, Natural Born Killers and True Romance and Minor Roles. Natural Born. So, uh, I know, I know both those films. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Godzilla is my number, number two. So, Barry, uh, number three. Uh, this is where my list starts getting a bit awkward, right? Okay, no, I mean, awkward, I'm, uh, I'm all for it. It kind of dawned on me when I was making this list that a lot of the movies that I like, regardless, they're all in the same, like, kind of, uh, genre. genre yeah. So. Uh, where are we at? Disaster movies. Yes. I, don't, I do not care. What I think that's why you like Godzilla. It's a disaster film at heart. That's what it is. That's what I like. I like disaster film. Okay. Anyway, continue. No matter what it is, if it's the first ever one I ever saw, which was Tower Inferno. Yes. Right up to the most recent one I've seen, which was San Andreas. <laughs> I don't care. I'm watching it because there's just something. Edna has a massive body count in yeah. terms of like natural disaster or yeah. something like you're, you're all for. Oh, I'm absolutely yeah, I'm kind of with you as well. Side adventure. Yes. Thank you. Anything that involves the human race kind of bonding together and also half them getting dismantled as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because John Cusack can navigate the fuck out of the apocalypse. And I think think it's because every single one of these films has the exact same story. Here's an expert on this subject. We're not going to listen to him. This thing's happening. Oh, I would maybe should have listened to that film. Yeah, for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. There's, one out, there's one out this year that came out in about a month's time, or two yeah. months' time, starring Gerard Butler. Yeah, it's on it. Called Geostorm. Geostorm. You are going to dig this film in a big way. I've seen the trailer for that. This seems to be up your street. You are the audience for this film. So, disaster movies in general? Just all, just all. Just the whole entire genre. You know like how, how good or bad disaster movies are in front of you? What's your favourite disaster movie? If it's, if it's on, I'm always watching it. Tower Inferno. Yeah, fair enough. I'm with you on that. Good, good film. film. Good I, film. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah, I, I 
I'm with you though. I like apocalyptic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Same idea. Yeah. You know, if it's something about apocalypse or something like the world comes to an end, yeah. I'm totally involved in it entirely. Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't matter if it's <laughs> like uh, disaster movie. Oh, it's a tough shout because like a lot of ones are really I like. Besides, being certainly watched that as a kid. The, the original one, yeah, yeah. The very first one. Aye, the original. Do you like um, Waterworld? The original mm. one, the 1953 version, yeah. or also Independence Day as well? You know, but again, right, I didn't again, at the right time. I didn't mind the remake of uh, Waterworld. No, I think it's. I'm talking the original's great, but the, uh, the remake angle's really good. Yeah. It falls a bit more closer. Yeah, yeah. And Rob Spielberg as well. So I think it's a cracking a good film. And it's, I know, it's about hitting this way a lot of folk. Overfield. Yeah, I'm talking the fucking great movie. Yeah. Second one, I like it. Second one, I'm sure they're building it up for other things, but the first movie, I think, it's just the noise and everything that those things make. They're just like it's so creepy. It's yeah. worked really well. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking at this film. Yeah. Do you know what I was going to do? This is. I'm annoyed now because I was going to do because I thought we were doing movies and I, I was going to kind of I was thinking about I love sword and sandal shit and biblical movies yeah. and I was going to put it in as, as, as kind of guilty pleasure genre and I never and I should have done it without you I kind of feel like well it, it was only because I was sitting yeah. there doing movies and then it, it dawned so on me there was a couple of them that I really liked and they were all in the same kind of genre so yeah. I thought a couple of genres in there but subparting into movies in terms of genre probably Cohen Shaw the Sandals anything like that I would fucking watch it right um, Caldy number three my next movie is Brain Dead. that's not a guilty play that's too good to be a guilty play it's a fucking guilty Dude, no it's too good to be a guilty play no point, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think it is I think it's a niche market for it um, right Brain Dead was Peter Jackson. I'm yeah. going to say second. I think I it was his second movie. Yeah. Um, bad. What's the first one called? Oh, bad something. Um, I can't remember. But that was his second one with a rat monkey. Yes. And he keeps it at home. Or bites his mum, and she becomes a zombie. Making everyone else zombies. And it was just a fucking prosthetic war fest for start to finish. Yes. Absolutely adore it to bits. I enjoy horror Peter Jackson. Horror like Peter Jackson. Every now and again he brought it into Lord of the Rings as well. And you go, holy bad shit. Bad taste was his first one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, every now and again he brought the horror element into Lord of the Rings. It worked occasionally around he's like, that's yeah. fucking that's that is a bad that's a bad brains, that's a that's yeah. that there. Even with the fighters, you see yes. touches and fighters as well. You see me watching like Sam Raimi doing like Spider-Man and stuff like that. Every now and again he does something you go, that's evil dead Sam Raimi and that's Just pretty badass. Yes, like it's worked really well. Yeah, he still knows a good bit. Brain, have you seen Brain Dead? I have not, and I've just added it to the last time. New Zealand film generally, I like I've got a big thing for Antipodean film, like a true New Zealand film. It's a really it's a dirty, nasty version of the film it's always really fucked up and messed up and that's what I really like about it it's a really touch we've got a really ball, wacky, wacky off kind of humor yeah, yeah. you watch something like Mad Max is always a true there's a lot yeah. of other stuff you go it's just not quite there's something just off about it that yeah. works so so well I watched one recently it was a, a redone one it was fuck I can't remember the name it now um, but the first time it was redone for like ages and it's got Vamp I'll find out the name of the film Vamp so in the, the, I won't, no spoilers, but there's one scene in, in Brain Dead where a priest goes at zombies with a lawnmower. Dude, basically holds it up and just fucking runs <laughs> it over. And it's just like a fucking amazing war fest. There's also a priest having sex with a yes. one point as well. Too much. Dude, it's too just much. fucking beautiful. And <laughs> because it's Peter Jackson, you can see the qualities there. I mean, this is his second movie, it's yeah. no budget, but you can still see Peter Jackson's behind the helm. And you kind of see, yeah, 
how he can come up with Calvin Peter Jackson and done the trilogies. Uh-huh. I love so much. So definitely, man, it's just one flaw. It's nope. this fucking. It's also got another name as well. Can you remember the other name for it? No. It's also known as something else. Wake and Fright is the name of the film I saw recently. Wake and Fright. Wake and Fright is an Aussie film. It stars Donald Pleasance. Like it is a, it's a weird Aussie movie. Apparently it was one of those lost apparently, they, they thought he'd lost the print of it, so it's yeah. one of those a really great Aussie film they've been forgotten about. But or people remembered but forgotten the prints so they couldn't find it. And imagine someone found a print somewhere like Pennsylvania and they've redone it and it was on film four about a month ago. I sat and watched it on like one Friday night. It is Again, messed up beyond belief, but brilliant. But Aussies, so. I mean, even when you look at stuff like, um, what was the, the Wolf on Wolf Creek? Wolf Creek, yeah, yeah. also the castle as well. Man, yeah. They've got yeah. a really off kilter thing. Old Gates one called Razorback, it's the same, it's just this weird kind of thing that they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. The new, all the new wave stuff has people, guys like Peter Weird in it, also, yeah. like the director, also yeah. guys like George Miller was involved in it as well, so guys who know how to direct a particular movie. Mm. And also you've got um, Peter Jackson and the, the New Zealand stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, they don't. They don't do enough, but when they do do it, it's, when it comes, it might even make its way itself up from down there. It's usually something pretty special. I suppose the, the, the latest one, God, I don't know, I'm going to try and say his name, I always fuck it up. Why, Kiki Tahiti? Kiki, yes, yes. Uh, the, the guy that's doing four. He's done a lot of people, yeah. You can see when you watch his movies, it's just got that, that wackiness, that yeah. oddness. You're like, yeah, that, and I dig all the movies. That's yeah. a new world movie right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's uh, a good one. In North America, Brain Dead is called Dead Alive. Dead Alive. So, either one, same movie, dude. Yeah, Moving on, comic big movie, Daredevil, 2003's Daredevil. I fucking love that. Yes! Dude, that's a good movie. No, but people, people are against Affleck for some reason, they don't understand. I love that film. I love that movie, I love Affleck in it, I love Farrell playing Bullseye. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Michael Lutton playing Kingpin, but I get what he's doing with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with it. Um, even Electra, I get her. I'm okay with that, no? Yeah, totally. I Just another movie that I wish they had just gave Electra a bit more time. Yeah, definitely a bit more to do. Yeah. But, I, I think it, it get unceremoniously panned by most critics. I think people have now rejected it because, oh my god, this one in Netflix is so great. And yes, it is so great. Yeah, yeah. But let's give some love to Daredevil I original. So, it's a funny fuck film. What I'm ashamed to say is I've never seen director's cut yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got Coolio playing like a drug pimp. A drug pimp. A drug dealer who's also a pimp, I think. <laughs> a drug pimp. pimp. <laughs> 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 he picked the drugs. He picked the drugs. <laughs> and it sort of brings a whole new spin to the film. As it has an old new layer to the movie. I, I feel yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that actually gives yeah. it more, more depth. More director's cuts do not add to a film. This generally does add a lot to the film and yeah. it's shameless cut out. But yeah, Daredevil, I, it's, I don't know. I mean, I know why. I love the character Daredevil. I'm a huge yeah. fan of the character. Yeah, yeah. But um, we, we've got love for Affleck. Affleck, I love Affleck I, as I well. And there are genuine modes of DD, like, like Daredevil awesomeness, I really yeah. like. The bit where he does the thing where he spins the, the safe, yeah, yeah. and he makes bang, bang, bang. That's me, Daredevil. The sleep deprivation tank as well, the whole thing, they put, like, the money, tank and and the, the fight in the, um, the swing park as well, yeah. with the Electra, I think it's a really badass fight as well. But Affleck makes a good man, I think, I think he does as well. I think it's as the character, not just the costume. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it came in that time, it sort of, it came after X-Men, before the big revival, where it sort of, it sort of, the try to do something to try to make it kind of almost acceptable to the, the mass audience. Yeah. Whereas Daredevil, if it came out now, they go, fuck the mass audience. The mass audience is now the geeky audience. Aye, aye. We need to do what we want now. We need to do the kind that it should be. And that's why you get 
getting to the other TV show. I think it, it, it maybe came maybe 10 years too early. I think it was ahead of its time then, so I've been saying. It came, yeah. it came too early. Yeah. Did you see it in the cinema? Or? I saw it in the cinema. Yeah. I skipped school to go and see it. I've liked it in the yeah. cinema. Yeah, I skipped for me, me and um, our friend Chris skipped to go and see it. Right. And I, I loved it, yeah. I don't think it's a good pleasure. I think that's a good pleasure. No, I guess people, people don't like it. Yeah. People get panned a lot. But if it's on, I have to watch it. And I do watch it more often than I should. Because I like it. Yeah, it's 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Number four. Right, this is another. This is another. This is another genre one, right? Right, okay. I think this is what's called like slapstick comedies. You know, things like airplane, hot shots, and all that. You know, like. Honestly, there's something about the so whole genre thing you're doing. Yeah, right, okay. Like even up to a certain point, some of the scary movies. I mean, like there's just some. The first one was yeah, passable. Yeah. I think it's just like I think those are still there, but just shit. Yeah, it's just there's something so for me anyway. There's something just so funny about it, and the fact that you don't really need to be like fully focused on the movie no, I mean, either. Yeah. You know, it's not like telling some great story yeah. either. And I'm forever referencing the um, hot shots in the original one. Whenever like myself or Stacey tripped over something, I always go push out for the cabs. My favourite line in cinematic history, dude. I swear to God, it's fucking that line. No, is just hot genius, line. Genius, man. Fucking no. genius, like what? It's just so like it's so stupid. Where huh? the fuck did that even come from? Did they make it up? Because it was just so like really. I love it. Like, no, especially in that, it's a bit when they're all sitting in the briefing room. He walks in, I eat gentlemen, yeah. and they'll just put a pose on. Is airplane not being sighted as the movie with most gags? No, in a minute. It hosts the number one, and you've, I don't know if you've seen it, you may have seen it. It's called Top Secret. I love Top Secret. Top, you've seen Top Secret before? Oh, you have got dude, to watch Top, Top Secret. Top Secret is, is, is a false kind of movie. It's yeah. this movie, but it's like a better laugh ratio than. Airplane, hot shots, and naked gun. Oh, really? It's just a continuous, utter, fucking brilliant piece of fiction. It is fantastically funny. So the boys, Val Kilmer's character's Nick Rivers, is why he called Nick and my dad cut himself shaving. It's so stupid. It's just that kind of writing. Stupid. But it is genius. Like getting away from the newer version, I see the older, the eighties version. That it's got it's played so deadpan. That's Leslie Nielsen. Yes, they're patting me off those movies. I referenced um, Naked Gun this week. Oh, did you know? It was the one we thought, because uh, I was talking about the boxing, the fight, see the um, Holyfield versus, not Holyfield, fuck, what's his name, McGregor yes, versus um, Mayweather. 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 Yeah. And someone went, and at that line in, in, Naked, in Naked Gun, they're going like, so it's like the Cincinnati kid, ah, yeah, from Detroit, yeah, he fought out of Cleveland. And it's like, you know a lot about boxing, Frank, all I know is don't bet on the white guy. <laughs> 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 It's like it sums up the fucking thing. Yeah. I think that's what you don't bet the white guy. Dennis Letter is still relevant. Leather Neeson still holds true. Frank Rebens <laughs> well, still works. Yeah. There's one that I remember when I, when I was a kid. Um, it's really kind of rare to come across. It's called Saturday the 14th. Okay. Which is a parody of Friday the 13th. And this family went to this house. They turned out to be haunted by a little creature in the Black Lagoon and stuff like yeah. that. You ever get a chance to watch that? It's stupidly funny in the way like airplane and stuff like that as well. Saturday the 14th. What's the best one of that in recent? Memory. It's the last 10 to 15 years. I think it's been a real downer on that sort of yeah, genre. Yeah, I think like things like scary movie and all that did kind of kill it. Yeah, and you get a disaster movie and you get like all that kind of thing. The one I can think of that I really enjoyed is not an Alpine movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a really, it's actually a well done 
Yeah. Well done, comedy. Yeah. But yeah, Brad, you've got to watch Top Secret. Top Secret. Yes. Uh, it's you must, it's you must find Top uh, Secret. Top Secret is a phenomenally funny oh, film. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. yeah. It's uh, one of the best. Yeah, really, yeah, genuinely. It's silly as fuck. Yeah, really, absolutely dumb really as fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, put it on the list. Colin, over to you again. Oh, hold on, I need to unlock my phone to find it because I've typed it. Is that one of your guilty pleasures? Oh. Right, this is where we might clash, guys. Batman and Robin. I'm with you on it, yes. I, I would not. probably pick, I was going to pick one, I would say, it's almost on my list, and I even substitute one at the end, it's Batman Forever. I think it's a better, it's a better guilty pleasure, but yeah, I get Batman Robin totally, yeah. yeah. We've spoken, I know we've covered this, this is all Sorry, was that the one that had Master Freeze in it? Yes, Master yeah. Freeze, yeah. Poison had, Ivy. Um, yep. Poison okay. Ivy, Bane and stuff like that. I think the, the point of it was that the, 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 Schumacher was almost taking it back to the 60s TV yes. show. Clooney's definitely been an Adam West impersonation. And it? people just, I don't People hated on it, yeah. They, they just didn't realise what he was doing. I mean, you watch it, they're in the battlefield, and you'll see the commissioners popping up on the screen on the battlefield, and you're like, that's so It's so 60s, yeah. yeah. It's so He's, he's totally that era, yeah. that and people just killed it, they're shelling it. And I, I kind of get maybe the casting choices were a bit off, yeah, Swartz thing as Mr. Freeze and he's delivery's not fucking ideal, but overall, it's just a big bonus fuck up of a movie. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, it is a proper good, like if people do hate on that film more yeah. than that, it should. I would still pick Batman Forever as one of my favourites of them because I fucking love Batman Forever. It's funny as well. Because, I mean, it's the first Batman film I saw, and because of that, it had a real place in my heart because yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Batman, I, I, I honestly said it and I got it I was just like no I get what he's trying to do and yeah. it just bombed and it got panned and panned I, think I mean I kind of I mean I deservedly so got panned but when you watch it now in retrospect it actually you go I can see but what he's trying to do if yeah. you watch like Batman the movie for the 1968 one or whatever it was and watch that after it it's the same character it worked well yeah it's just people expected Tim Burton's Batman they never got it and yeah, I mean, that, I mean, it, it wasn't. As, I mean, everyone went for the dark, real Batman. Yeah. Even now, you watch, like, see, you watch the Dark Knight, right, and you mm. watch Batman. Yeah, it is like almost watching like Batman and then watching Batman and Robin. Yeah, because like Batman is is, is really light compared to Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's even stupid things like back nipples, right? Back nipples, fun. Back head cards, back head cards, skates, the heat in the suits, yeah. just things like that. Yeah. It's like how can you have yeah. this movie? And um, I think people got really antsy about Bane because they, they really got Bane wrong. They did get Bane wrong in this. <laughs> Bane's yeah. like a criminal genius and yeah. not a fucking henchman, basically. Yeah, but I love that. It's Fucking fun, you know, and based the fun and fucking enjoyable it is. I, I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 I will watch it more than I, I probably should. I don't feel like I need to defend this movie. No, I, 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 I guess. Once again, I thought they should have used Bane a lot more than what they did. I felt they could have just pure skimmed right over yeah. my god to the big set pieces, and I'm yeah. like, man, you could have done so much for him. Yeah, so Bane's dressed like that. That's genius. That works, yeah. That is kind of genius. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I enjoy Batman Robin Bone, that's the truth. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not a good film, but I do enjoy it. And if it's on TV, I will watch it. I do. And I believe I do own it not only, I have owned it on, I think I have owned it on VHS, DVD and Blu-ray. So I do own them all at one point in time. That's because you, sir, have fucking taste. I have taste, yes. <laughs> um, my fourth one is it was on this week and I think I text all of you regarding the film it was on. What's Congo? Congo. <laughs> What's not to love about Congo? Uh, not only that, I'm getting text right now from a gentleman who I, I met once, um, <laughs> a man, 
um, who is watching Congo right now based on the fact that I love Congo Falls. So he is um, very excited to watching Congo again as well. So Congo stars, let's rhyme them off here. Number one, Ernie Hudson. Fucking Ernie Hudson in his finest role we ever. love Ernie Hudson. Ernie. He has a line in the film which says, I am your great one for this trip, but I happen to be black. <laughs> which is uh, delivered by Ernie Hudson <laughs> is perfection. Ernie uh, also got Joe Pantolano in it, popped up for a minute. Joe Pantolano's also. You've also got Dylan Baker in it, he's a main yeah. guy. You've got Bruce Campbell in it Bruce as well. Campbell. Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell in a film. Yeah. Wouldn't you watch You've got Laura Linney. You've got Tim Curry like, acting off the fucking chain. Yeah. He is, you know, what he's doing, he's doing something. He's took that character and made it a caricature. Yes. You also have one of the best cameras I felt. He's not even recorded in the credits at any point. It's Delroy Lindo. You know what I'm talking about? No. He plays like the African warlord. The stop eating my sesame cake. Remember him? Like fucking Delroy Lindo. And he's phenomenal. He's got ten minutes in it and steals the entire film. Okay. Here's a, here's a question for you. Congo or Anaconda? I would put Congo marginally ahead, I think but Anaconda's right. pretty close. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah. fight, it's a But my, my love of Anaconda is well known amongst <laughs> my fraternity. You <laughs> know how much I enjoy Anaconda. <laughs> but, well, Congo's, I, I would stop watching Congo, yeah. Do you rate the Congo, the interest? What? Do you rate the Congo? Who did it? Frank Marshall. Who did it? You know what he's directed? He's alive. Okay, which is one with eight Yes, eight below, one with the dogs. Yeah, yeah. I really like the heart film. Arachnophobia. Oh, it's yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, he produced Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, sorry, he produced. Is it like the photo of the president? What he's more famous for is he's a Spielberg producer, so he does all Spielberg production. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's married to Kathleen Kennedy, who is? who is the most successful producer in the history of film. She does all Spielberg stuff, she's done all the Star Wars films. Oh, right, okay. Kathleen Kennedy has got some bank. <laughs> yeah. You want the film done good? Yes. Frank Marshall is a weaker of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kathleen Kennedy brings He's home punching. the bacon. Yeah, he punched to get Kathleen Kennedy. Anyway, oh, she's done. She has done everything. She has done everything. <laughs> like every literally movie. every movie. If she's not in there, yeah, she is the greatest producer of all time by a Gretzky-like margin. If you take like the two other guys after that, they say even come close to matching her. She is like she's like Spielberg from about ET almost, I think, isn't it? Roughly. Aye, well, it is like literally a whole entire childhood. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. listening. <laughs> 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 At one point Spielberg goes off and Spielberg goes and wants to do oh, I want to do Amistad and she's like, fuck that, I'm not doing slave movies, I'm gonna go make something else. <laughs> but when Spielberg starts going back to like sort of like the family film, she's back and bored again and she's making bank and cash and everything. Oh. Now she, basically when That's is phenomenal. Yeah, she's She's done everything. Just all the whole new world. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy has done a shit ton of work. Wow. Um, essentially, when Lucas, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, right, mm. they weren't buying Lucasfilm for Lucasfilm. They were buying, buying it for Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy ran Lucasfilm, ah. and they went, "We right. want her involved." Ah, okay. So they bought, they spent five billion dollars to get Kathleen Kennedy in charge of Disney. So that's how good Kathleen Kennedy is at a job. She's oh. normally good at a job. Okay. And you seen, you saw a record of what oh, she's done. That, that list of movies is phenomenal. <laughs> every movie ever made literally. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's a, every single, there's a couple that I don't recognise, nice. but every single movie on that list is a box office smash up. Yeah. Like, destroyer. Yeah. She right? started out as Spielberg's T-Girl, essentially. Right, let, let's get a date here. Let's dumb it down for Colin. Yeah. Um, I always have a week the segment called Dumb It Down for Colin. Yeah, you do, um, yes, yeah. 
what is a producer? What is a producer? Producer basically is involved in the actual running of the film. We have to actually get the money together. They basically have make sure that everything is available for the director to use, so cameras, they have to make sure that's all, all the production stuff on set. Right. So they essentially, they are more of the, the vision behind the film to the extent. The director yeah. is, a, is the artistic art. Are they it. more important than the director? Just the it depends on how you want to look at it. Some would say that there's a Spielberg, Tarantino, it's, it's almost like they have a, a real sort of like symbiotic relationship with the producer, they know they're in the same vision. Right. What you'll see is a lot of films that they get into trouble. For example, Dark Tower. Right. Had too many producers not knowing really where to go with it. They all want to put a little piece into it, and because of that, the vision gets skewed, and they were trying to get a different film. Okay. So that's where Kavkini is. Kavkini obviously works so well with Spielberg. Yeah. She trusts him, he trusts her to make sure everything's on set available. Yep. That everything works. Right, so next week's question is going to be what is an executive producer? Executive producer can no, be... No, for next week, no. Uh, I can give you that very simple answer. <laughs> executive producer is, can be essentially a person who's involved in making a film but a very low level. So for example, Kevin Smith and Scott Mojo got executive producer credits on Google Hunt. Right. Okay. What they did is they, Affleck gave them the script, they went, oh that's really good, and they gave it to Harvey Weinstein. Right. And which one actually makes the film, because they passed the script on, they get executive producer rate. Right? So what does Weinstein, where is he, is he the producer? He's the producer. Yes. Right, okay. Well, okay, so he's a bigger role. Yeah. Maybe with somebody very minor level. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like reserved for... Almost friends of family can get yeah. that to some degree. Okay. Name dropping and stuff. Kind of that, yeah, to an extent. Also, sometimes it can be like, for example, Tarrant, you know, put his name to the executive producer role for a lot of films. Yeah, yeah. It does. So yeah, does Scorsese so as well. Yeah. Right, yeah. And it's always like their name on a film will sell the film. Basically, uh-huh. it's just sell of a film almost. Essentially, to that point. But right. something will become before them, they might come after it. But it, it's still on that level. Okay. okay. So, producer is much more important in film, mm. but executive producer is much more important in TV. Ah, okay. They come more important in the TV world. Okay. Okay. Right, this week's episode of Double Down Call has been brought by letter A. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, Congo's my last one there. Um, so Barry, your last film of a guilty pleasure. I'm looking forward to this one. Oh, that's the best for last, hopefully. Are you blushing, sir? This is gonna this is gonna kill you. Okay. <laughs> and it's something that was on the telly like like last week. Nice. Greece. Don't care, fucking love it. I'm now, with you on it 100%. Greece is a good movie. Yeah. It has been a good number of years since the last time I've seen it. Uh, and I did watch it because I was channel skipping and yeah. I seen it, so I started watching it. And then it dawned on me because it's been so long since the last time I seen it. I was sitting there with adult eyes and I went, oh my god, every single child in that, uh, sorry, every single person that's played a child. It's uh, high school. It's thirty plus, <laughs> and they're literally like it <laughs> matches <laughs> off the stubble. Big I'm like, beard and, stuff and like it's a filthy film as well. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think also the thing That's that American culture at the time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. definitely. Yeah. And the thing that kind of keeps it always relevant for me is the fact that Les and Jake cover the whole entire soundtrack. I'm not saying the soundtrack is it good. Oh, I. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's on the phone. I have found it, yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. it's them just doing all the Greece songs. Oh, awesome, that's really good. It's phenomenal. It, and it was one of those things, it started out as a joke when they were like a young band, and and then folk kept on demanding it and demanding it, right. and then they were like, right, Jesus Christ, you can do this. Calm down. So they recorded it all in one sitting, and then they just put it out there, and then folk just went mental for it. Awesome. Like again, me and my sisters became obsessed with Greece. Mm. Um, I was in primary seven, so I've been about what eleven, primary seven. Yeah, eleven, twelve. Yeah, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Um, and my sister was like a couple years old, so she was um, like nine, like ten, nine, mm-hmm. nine, ten. And for some reason, we, my dad had the Greece soundtrack in his CD collection, and the three of us, three of my siblings, became obsessed by Greece. Yeah. And this day, I'm still, <coughs> I will watch it, and I, I adore it. I got a real soft spot for musicals. Yeah, yeah. Like, not your shit musicals, like Les Miserables, like, all like, sort of like, it's depressing, mm-hmm. or Rent. 
I like a happy bounce musical. Something like Grease Gives You. Grease Gives Me. Fucking Dolores. Sunshine on Leaf, I'm all behind as well. Come back, something's just bouncing fun, and I like Grease. And I'm glad though. I've never watched uh, Grease 2, so in my opinion, there's only ever one Grease. I think Grease 2 is alright. Somebody I'd what? maybe put it as well. Fletcher, um, Grease 2 is Grease 2. Oh, really? Michelle Pfeiffer in Grease 2. Okay. Yes, and, and Maxwell Coffee. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. 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 I, I heard the yeah. Grease 2. It's divided into two categories. People who like Grease 2, people who haven't seen Grease 2. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch Grease 2, so I think. Um, on your list of things to, to The only watch. one who turns up in it again is Frenchie. Ah, okay. She's the only one who turns up in it again from um, the original one. Everybody else is no one's in it. Like thingies away to make a show ya and so is Travolta and, and stuff like that. Bear in Greece is when Travolta was charming, he wasn't a fucking loophole. Greece came after Saturday Night Live, didn't Saturday Night Fever, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came yeah. after that, yeah. Um, Travolta was charming then, I mean, yeah. he was handsome, the charismatic. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. was bankable. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can tell when you watch that movie, he's, him and Newton and John are fucking great. They are. It's, it's, a great, it's a great on-screen couple. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think, think so as well. Yeah, yeah. It is a guilty pleasure, I agree with you, because someone <laughs> expect you, sir. But I would, be, I would support you in that one all the way. But, I think I would probably maybe watch it and see my kids watch this movie. The kids would be like, Dad, you're a dick. Yeah. And be like, you know, come watch this one. Yeah. Definitely. There must be something in it that, like, even like when I was watching like uh, kids' programs with my nieces, I was sitting there going, like, all these people who are playing, like, like characters, they're like a good bit older they than be, uh, And you're sitting there, like, what is going on? Here? Union rules. Yeah. Make an adult work longer than you can make a kid work. But you, you believe it, though, you buy it. You yeah. don't think that's a fucking 26 year old yeah. judge walking playing a 70 year old. You're like, oh, yeah, that, that's. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Danny, 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 yeah, Danny, yeah, Danny. Yeah, Danny. Danny. Yeah, Danny. 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 Hmm? But does, is there not this fear that implies that the whole thing's a dream? Well, there's different theories in yeah, there. Yeah, that is like fan fiction out there. Oh, that, I and, don't like and, that. And see, when you actually think about the fan fiction, whoever's made it, like the one that we're talking about where it does meant to be that they're dead, because I think there's quite a few folk that yeah. That one, you can see the person, whoever wrote it, they have spent a lot of time and they've really worked it out well to tie in with the movie. So they have they have went to great lengths to make it all work and it does work the fan fiction but I don't think they, they done the film that was their idea I no, think that, no, no I, just, I think it's a project of Twisted Mind uh-huh, yeah. I think it is <laughs> yeah I think it's just they didn't really know how to end yeah. it and they couldn't just have a musical sequence randomly stop and then everyone it's just it's a very through. 50s Hollywood ending yes. yeah, yeah, it kind of flies away yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I, makes I, sense I'm like, I don't question it I'm like yeah the car flies why the fuck not yeah no I'm with you on it but I like I, it I think you know, if they'd done it nowadays, they'd probably just have the car driving off the pitch and yeah, then yeah. in the building, and that was that. Yeah, so we have a quick call because we're going to go away. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's um, your number five choice? Okay, controversially, okay. Okay, because I have a phobia of midgets, okay. <laughs> time bandits. I've not seen time bandits. I've not seen time bandits either. Oh, fuck, right, okay. So, time bandits is basically these five or seven midgets. Five or seven. <laughs> Dude, I don't. You don't count them as real people. You know, Too many to count. <laughs> <laughs> Serious fucking phobia here. Don't do it. Fucking does me. Travel through time. 
Um, in countering fictional pads like Robin Hood and stuff like that. It's Terry Gilliam, isn't it? It's Terry Gilliam, yeah. His fucking full blown madness. Um, Time Bandits is, it, it's got a really dirty, grimy feel to it, but it's also got like, Sean Connery in it, John Cleese, stuff right, like okay. that, and David Warner's the main kind of bad guy. Yes. And this wee boy gets basically dragged along and these fucking midgets travel through time trying to steal something back from David Warner. Right. And it's just like, well, it's just it, you kind of watch first time you watch it, you're like, I'm not really sure what happened. And right. you watch it again, you're thinking, I get what happened. And you watch it again, you're like, fuck, that happened as well. Yeah. And every time you watch it, you think, oh shit, I didn't see that the first time. Fair and it just keeps going and going. That and was, it's, it's a, a rewatch, uh, any film got a rewatch uh, value to it, it's important. Every single time. Um, it, yeah, just fucking watch it. If you're not sitting here, guys, what is fucking I've watched it. I have, it's one of the films that. It, for me to watch a film in widgets. People reference the film here who I, I appreciate I love all the time so I should really try and watch that film yeah some it's point. a yeah. good film to watch but I've got a serious midget phobia and I can watch Time Bandits and not freak out too yeah. much Fair enough. I still freak out a bit but not not too much Time Bandits nice one I've watched Time Bandits so that's my number 5 my last one Here we um, go. it's going to be Batman Forever but but you've had Batman Robin tapped on, on already so I didn't put Batman Robin in what we put in and it's one of it's Signs by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, good choice. I've not seen all Signs. Okay. It's a film I feel I, I, I like and I get the most feedback from people who don't like it. And I think it's just the ending. But as a film, I think it's a fucking great movie. And it's underappreciated and underloved by a lot of people. Because for the first, it's a tour long roughly, you remember the tour mark? Signs with Gibson and Foster. Yeah. Gip, no, Gibson and Michael Phoenix. Right, For the first hour and a half of the film, it is phenomenal. It's a great tense thriller about aliens and Dane. Yeah. Again, it just it feels, it feels real. Mm. I give them the ending is sort of, it's off. And it doesn't work. I like the ending actually, I actually quite enjoy the ending of it. But I feel like people don't like it. But for the most of the film, it just it's a great case of it. Gibson is phenomenal in it. I think he's one of his best roles. He plays a he plays a farmer, a, a priest, sorry, he's a priest. Yep. Who's basically in basically um, a depression or like post-traumatic stress from his wife dying in a really horrific way. He tried to raise his two kids, his brothers moved in the house. Who's his kids? His kids are one of the Culkin brothers. And I think, it's not the quote of Fanny, but someone who is sort of on Kieran that line. Culkin, I'm going to say. Kieran Culkin, I think it might be, yeah. Oh, no, Kieran. Rory Culkin, I think it is. Rory. Yeah. Um, and while he's living there, basically, alien crops up, or crops like that, apparently, in, in his fields. He, works, he lives on a farm. And he thinks all the, the work of sort of like just the local kids, the sort of local jokers. But then at the same time, Site, like these crops like, appear all over the world and realize that's an aliens trying to invade and they see this amazing bit of like a, a handheld video footage of an alien at a baby's birthday party or a kid's birthday party and you see it like from their point of view and it's so fun you're watching Wacking react Wacking Phoenix's reaction to it and his reaction that is your reaction to this bit of film and it's so fucking intense. Right. Was this made because the, the crop suckers have been debunked well, well but was this before or after they were debunked? I'm not sure. But then, if it even was debunked, the fact is they were debunked at the time, but these ones are proven to be real. To be real. Yeah. Cool. Um, it is quite self-indulgent of Shalaman, 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 Shalaman. But as a film, if you've not seen it, it is a great movie. I've never seen it all. I've seen the first 15 minutes. I think it's, one of, it's probably Shalaman from I will go back to the most. Yeah. Like I said, much like you, Six Sense, I can have, 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 I
Unbreakable, I did, but I maybe enjoy it, but maybe not as much as I should. Signs I absolutely love. Maybe because I like Neil Gibson a lot, not the person, the actor. Let's just differentiate here. Neil Gibson, the person we like, not the actor, we don't like the person we like. Neil Gibson, the actor I like. Yes. So when I see him in a film I really like, I like Wacken Phoenix as well. It's such a good, good, solid, really tight film. Who did you play The brother of Neil Gibson. He's the brother? Yeah. Who's the next baseball, like sort of local baseball star, which comes into point later on. I think I need to watch Signs. Yeah, definitely Signs is a great movie. And I like Shireland Jerry stuff. Ah. Sorry, Michael, Michael 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 yeah, no, no, I thought someone might have popped up. I thought the Batman and Robin might have been a repeat over the table. I think yeah. Greece is probably the most surprising one for the gentleman over here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it is a good film with a great movie. I can hold my head up high. I see, see that. The boys all liked it. So, this has been three beers a movie, number three beers. Wait. Next week, what's out? Next week, which I don't know. What's out next week? I have no fucking idea what cinematic releases are out for the pleasure. out next week. Oh, shit, right. Oh, of course. I think by me, Johnny, for it. Are you on Wednesday? Like uh, to talk about it? Yes, yes, yes. We're going to try and see it at some point before Wednesday. I will try and get no guarantees, but I'm going to go and see it. But I will try. Uh, okay. Stephen King fan as I've shown. We've also got Wind River out as well. Oh, which is really good. Which has got. Um, What's his face? Um, Hawkeye. Uh, everyone's favourite Avenger. Jerry. Jerry Renner. Renner. Oh, your favourite Avenger. Looks yeah. really interesting. I thought it first. And does it not? Um, what's the fish gala, which is Yes, it is. Yes, so it's the Avengers light. But at first, I thought it was a remake of him. Um, Dragonheart? I'm not Dragonheart, um, Thunderheart? Remember the one Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer, yeah. I want to run for the Val and Thunderheart. It is not a remake of Thunderheart. It should be. Also, it was good. Also, this weekend, it's been hard to find, but I want to find it because I'm a hockey fan, is Dune 2. Ah. Last of the Enforcers. Right. Okay. Which I'm going to try and find somewhere. Good has a special place in your heart. So good. Yeah. I love Good. Good's a great movie. Yeah. How, do, how do you feel about it? Because it has been a number of years since the original. My I haven't seen the trailer months. My worry about, I haven't seen the trailer either actually. Okay. My worry about it is more that Goon felt like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. They've captured something really well and it's done something really good. Yep. And it built a real kind of heart to that film. To try and replicate that, I think could cause problems. Who's in it from the original cast? Everyone. They're all back. Dude, I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Like, let, let's hope for it. The only problem is if they try and push the Jay Baruchel role, which I think is the weakest part of that film, he plays the arsehole little friend. Yeah. Green Cut is one of my guilty pleasures. I think, I, so I think it's a damn good film. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good film. Right? I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, no, I think that's, that's a good film. Good film, yeah. It's, just, it's up there with fucking the old classics. Yeah. And I think if people have not seen it, people who, anyone who watched it, even if they're not hockey fans, still enjoy it for the heart because he's got such heart in the film. It's fun. It's a fun film. Regardless, if you don't understand hockey, it's still a fun film. Awesome. Colin, you can wrap up. Wrap it up. So you've been listening to Three Beers on the Movie. That's number three beers on the movie. And again, you can catch us on Facebook and Twitter at number three beers on the movie. And also gmail.com. We're on um, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Instagram now. Are we on Instagram as well? We have got four followers on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> we want to thank Barry for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm getting to that. Thank okay. you to Barry for his input tonight and joining Welcome. us. Um, and a pleasure. Hopefully next week. And you've been. I've been Colin McKay. And uh, you've been listening to. Three beers in a movie.